On this episode of the GESC Podcast, I get a chance to sit down with Josh Olgine as we discuss the upcoming production of Tom Stoppard's Arcadia. Not only are we going to talk about Josh's work on stage, but he's going to share some of his background, his history with The Great Escape, as well as other contributions he's lent to the show. Ready, Kingsley? <laughs> Good boy. Actors to your places, podcast listeners to your earbuds. Join us as we make our great escape. Tom Stoppard's Arcadia. Now, this is a show that is really quite hard to summarize or give you a distinct snapshot of because there is so much happening in the play itself. Not just when it comes to the plot, but also all the layers, all the commentary about the human position, about mathematics, about the sciences, about human society and culture. Like Tom Stoppard's work, there's always going to be an amazing amount of depth and you'll learn something about yourself if you pay close attention. So, kind of eschewing our tradition, I'm not going to dive into a plot synopsis. I really just want to jump in and tell you guys when you can see the show, and then I want to switch things over to Josh, because I feel like his exuberance, plus my work here on the podcast, should be enough to get you guys to want to come see the show. Uh, Maybe I'm overestimating my influence, but at least Josh should get you hyped up to see this, I should certainly hope. Now, our run of the show will run from Thursday, February 22nd, through Sunday, March 4th. So our first weekend is Thursday the 22nd, Friday and Saturday at 7 p.m., and then Sunday, February 25th at 2 p.m. Second weekend will be Thursday, March 1st at 7 p.m., Friday and Saturday also at 7 p.m., and then that Sunday, March 4th at 2 p.m. I want to switch things over here to Josh so we get a chance to hear not only about his role as Septimus Hodge, but also to get some insight into this character in the connections that he finds as an actor, as an individual, to such an interesting and, I would say, unique role that we have. I wouldn't say such unique role because unique does not need any modifiers. So, a quick grammar lesson there for you. So, let's dive right in and get a chance to hear directly from Josh about playing Septimus Hodge in our production of Arcadia. And Josh, thanks for joining us. Uh, so let's get a chance to get acquainted with you. Tell us about your background as an actor. Oh, let's see. I think I'm going into 30 now. Yeah, I've uh, just passed my like 10 year mark in the industry. Uh, mm-hmm. My old uh, professor in college used to always say it takes 20 years to be an actor, so I'm halfway there. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, I obviously started in college. I'm not one of those people that did like uh, acting in high school at all. Uh, I was homeschooled, so I really didn't have any theater programs to get involved in there. Mm-hmm. I didn't really start till college, um, and it wasn't really honestly something I took to, like a fish to water. It's not something that I knew that I was going to be doing. I just kind of, uh, I found it really challenging, honestly. Mm-hmm. A lot of other things came easy, sciences, philosophy, like I'm really cerebral and acting was mm-hmm. so not that. So <laughs> it was just so challenging to the point that it was kind of like taunting me to get better at it. So I really, it went from something that I was just doing for a scholarship, like on the side, mm-hmm. to something I was minoring in. And then by my junior year, I made the decision to switch to a major. And uh, worked out worked out pretty well. I wound up going back and teaching there as a, a teacher's assistant for about two years mm-hmm. at Elma College, mm-hmm. um, which was a great program. Uh, in six years of my life that are really really important to like what I am now. Um, so that's like pretty much my background. I've done I did theater after college as well. I've 
probably I wish I had a number for you it's probably over a hundred shows oh, easy good. Good. Um, since then we were pretty prolific in college and we stayed so afterwards um, after college we went to uh, me and my uh, then girlfriend uh, Tara we moved to uh, Battle Creek mm-hmm. and actually were involved in the second production I believe of What to Do Theater we got involved in the Larry project there oh, good. and good. Uh, we kind of took off from there moved there permanently and just became me and my friend Justin and Tara were the three first company members there hmm. so we worked at What to Do for a good like four years I did oh, wow. set design and stuff like that for them then from there we moved to Chicago and uh, I did less stuff there because I was doing more music uh, musical like festival work hmm. uh, paying the bills basically so that kind of became a little bit more of my life and then uh, after that I've been get, kind of getting out of that because I was kind of getting the itch and Randy called me for this and here I am now you're up to speed fantastic and, and, and you've worked with Randy before in the past I know mm-hmm. you have a, a history with Great Escape tell us about that yeah uh, the, the only show I've done here uh, in the past was uh, Hammond uh, directed by Amity Reading. I'm not sure how many years ago that was. I'm horrible. Uh, but uh, that was the only show that I did over here. It was back when they were in their old space. Mm-hmm. So the, coming here for this one was the first time I got to see the new space, which is, whoa, wow. It's really, really nice. Um, so that's uh, that's about it for that. I didn't really get to... Randy was building the set, but Amity was the director. So I didn't really get to work with him as much. This is my first time working with him as a director, which is pretty awesome actually he's very chill and laid back he's doing my style of theater but not really uh, not really uptight uh, would be a good way of putting it but still like very much about doing the work and doing it well uh, very gentle wonderful not a beat you with a beat with a stick kind of director right, right, right. yeah he's, he's never struck me but I, I don't know it's production week so who knows right? and this, this will be the week for it I'm sure we're going to get a little bit of that still so you mentioned doing work in our old space versus work in our new space here. How would you compare the two, even though we haven't had an audience yet? Like just the feel of it. How would you describe the difference? There's so much more space in this new space. Mm-hmm. Uh, the other one it was what they managed to do with it was always really innovative because it was black box, but it was essentially a long bar. Mm-hmm. This one, I heard they moved just down the road, and in my head I was like, why? <laughs> then I came in here and I realized there's ceiling space, there's... This is just, this is one of the more professional spaces, honestly. Even working at What to Do, that's just like a, a warehouse that they've converted with 12 foot ceilings. Like it's a, it's a nightmare to light. Like you have a balcony <laughs> here. There's an entire set of rooms downstairs for rehearsals. And it's just, they've definitely upgraded. And for like apparently cheaper than the rent was at the other place, like no brainer. Like good job, Randy. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, absolutely. So <laughs> we owe a lot to Randy, absolutely, and the board. Yeah. <laughs> You mentioned earlier that before theater that a lot of the more, say, cerebral studies like philosophy and you mentioned mathematics as mm-hmm. well too, yeah. I came to rather naturally and that's rather fitting given the character that you're playing. So yes. can you tell us a little about Septimus and maybe what it's like for you to connect with that character or transition to that character? Um, okay. Uh, I, I wasn't honestly sure when Randy called me and asked me if I could do this, if I would be. I'd been out of the saddle for a while, and I was like, I don't know if I'm ready to get back into theater or not yet. And then I read the play, and I absolutely had to. <laughs> I think I only got through Act 1 before I was like, I will do it, and I texted him. Um, it, so Septimus is a very, he's a, he's a tutor, he's very much an, an intellectual, a free thinker. Um, 
he's got a very philosophical bent. He he has apparently a flair for uh, literature, but he's very much a, a mathematician. You find out in more of the modern scenes, uh, he's more of a primary mathematician than he is any of those other things. So he's definitely very much a thinker, which is really nice for me actually, because you say how I get into character, it's really not that hard with this character honestly it's one of the usually that's shutting your brain off and like you know unscrewing your head and like getting that brain off to the side so that you can be more of a impulsive and uh passionate character that's that's usually my struggle so for this character it's really nice to have someone that's written so well as somebody who observes and is an outsider and it just doesn't quite fit, and he's, he's not he's not stuffy. He's very much down to earth, considering the other characters at least around him in this play. <laughs> yes, he's he's, he's <laughs> with the landed aristocracy, so he he rings more as an everyman in the scenes uh, as opposed to some of the other characters. So as far as getting into the headspace for him, a, a good script is such a gift to an actor, and this script is just really amazing the dialogue all sounds like I, I i never had to fight with the dialogue for anything that i it's never none of it was that no, people don't talk like this right, i know right. some people who are like the math geeks in the play are like, oh my goodness this is so weird but if you are a math geek you read it and you're like oh this is so how they talk this is so it's very accessible it's really not hard to slip into him the big the big thing for me is just taking the time to go through my script and read it so that I've refreshed on lines and blocking and notes from the night before. Mm -hmm. And uh, my process for starting it is always, it's, it's, it's always a state, even though he is a character who thinks in cerebral, it still is always a state of coming to that centered place where you are just in the moment, not necessarily concerned with what's coming next. In fact, that's really the most important thing is you can't know what's coming next. So being in the moment is the only way you don't anticipate what's happening next. Mm -hmm. So everything can strike you. With a character that's this much in line with who I am, it, it kind of does itself. All I have to do is really <laughs> clear my mind mm -hmm. and make sure I'm not thinking about things that I'm doing with the lights or anything like that or tech stuff. Give myself just a good 20, 30 minutes to just home, right. <laughs> center, really get yourself into the present moment. And then just honestly for me, and it's going to be more apparent as we get further into it, I'll just kind of go into a corner by myself and I will sit there. I might put my headphones in and listen to whatever music. I haven't made a playlist yet for this character, right, right. but I do whatever I can to keep myself from starting to think about things. Right, right. I'm very cerebral and that is always my case. Yeah. <laughs> nice. I'm so glad you make character playlists too because that's something I'd love to do. All right, good. Oh, good. yeah, every show. Every show I have one. <laughs> excellent, excellent. I'm glad I'm not the only one. <laughs> and you mentioned a moment ago there too, not thinking about the lights and the set pieces. Tell us about your involvement with the tech side of things for the show oh, here too. Um, yeah, uh, well, they were, they were nice enough. I'm, I'm with the, my folks up in Saginaw, so I'm definitely nowhere near Marshall right now. So that was one of the things before I actually finally committed to the project. I was like, uh, is there somewhere with a couch I can crash on? <laughs> <laughs> He's like, we can absolutely set you up. So I'm just right down the road there, and I told him on the way, I was like, well, I like doing tech, because in my, in my program in college, there was no such thing as being just an actor. You can just be an actor or just be a director. You had to learn all the different aspects of it in order to not be a dick. Like, <laughs> that's really what it was kind of for, but I found that right, I took to right. all of them, because I have, I have a, a 
separate skill set that will really help with it. So I knew that Randy usually does a lot of the building on his own. Oh yeah. Um, and I happened to be staying on the couch of the lighting designer. So it just kind of made sense that I would help Randy because it was nice to be here, but it is just memorizing your script and doing the character work isn't enough time to fill the day and I like to keep myself busy. So I've been helping Randy, uh, I think I laid the floor, did the, the floor tiling uh, and I've been, uh, I got our door to stick open, by the way, so oh, nice. there's a magnet on it now, so we can actually keep it open for those scenes where it has to, and it will close nicely. So I've just been helping Randy with whatever he needs with that. He's just been throwing little projects at me, and I get them done. Uh, and then uh, helping Graham hang the lights, mm. helping him focus them. I don't think we've quite gotten through programming yet, but we'll get there. <laughs> <laughs> we've got plenty of time. Plenty, plenty of, of time. time. <laughs> so pretty much my day is I get up, I make a pot of coffee, I drink it and read through my script and then I come over here and I do construction and whatever needs to get done, hang lights, focus, anything like that. And then I take that hour before I get ready and I do the show. I really am very lucky. It's like the perfect day. I can't <laughs> think of a better way I would like to spend my day. Fantastic. Fantastic. Well, let me ask you one last question. I ask this of everyone that I interview and what do you hope audiences get out of this performance? Oh. That's, you know, that's usually an easy question to answer. <laughs> and with this, it's very difficult. Um, this show is so layered and there's so many, it just, it's, it's so deep. The writing goes so deep with it. I have read it over 10 times and I'm still finding new things when I go through it. So it's not a specific thing necessarily that I would hope the audience gets out of it, but I hope they see the beauty of those objects in motion, those, the, the heat in the solid body. There's a part of this play that's very cerebral, but there's a part of it that's very much, it affects you in your gut and in your soul. And it, they're both there equally. It's a comedy and a drama. It, it, this play is dualistic at its very core. So it's kind of hard to pick one thing for the audience, but I hope they have the same sense when I read through it that there's so much more here. It is a play that just fills you with questions when you're done. So I guess that's what I would hope. I would hope that the audience leaves with so many more questions than they usually leave with it for a play. Because it doesn't really answer much. It just gives you a bunch of information and asks a bunch of questions and it does it so well. Fantastic. Thanks, Josh, for joining us. We appreciate it. <laughs> Thank you. It's a lot of fun to sit and chat with Josh, and it's even more fun to act with him on stage. This is my first show where I've ever had a chance to work with him, and he is absolutely wonderful. Brings a lot of energy to whatever we're doing. Uh, his comedic timing is sensational. And if you want to witness that firsthand, which is the best way, of course, you should come out and check out our run of Arcadia this weekend and next. So, hope to see you guys in the audience. In the meantime, let's take some time to thank some very important people. Thank you so much to Kyle Booth, who does our music, to Veronica Louise Photography, who took our photos for this production. Give her a like and a share on Facebook, and while you're there, stop by and see our Facebook page as well. If you want to get more up-to-date information on productions, go ahead and check out greatescapestagecompany.com. And as always, you can find this podcast on SoundCloud and also through the iTunes app. I am Antonio Barroso. Thank you so much for joining us.